Welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast. This is Brian McDonald at Dude Solutions. And today we have a great episode for you. We are going to look at movies and maintenance. And joining me is Paul LeChamp, Senior Manufacturing Advisor at Dude Solutions. Paul, welcome. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be here. Paul, we had a discussion after our, the last time you were on the podcast of looking at different parts of pop culture where maintenance and operations management you know, kind of has a, a role in the storytelling. And uh, because of that, you and I kind of came together and picked a few movies that we wanted to kind of discuss how, you know, maintenance has a big role in the storyline and, and is critical to the uh, kind of mission of the different characters and stories. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this in the past. It sounded like fun, and it turned out to be more fun than I even thought to go through and find movies where maintenance is a theme in the movie. And it was fun to relive uh, some classics that I've enjoyed, some older than others, but you can really see how maintenance or maintenance-related issues are a central theme. And there's some pretty valuable lessons that I think translate to today's manufacturing maintenance environment. So with that uh, as a preface, let's go ahead and uh, get into our first movie. So the first film we picked was Apollo 13, and this is the 1995 Ron Howard film, about the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission for the moon. This was not a very glamorous mission. It was supposed to be a routine flight, and it ended up turning into a rescue mission uh, after the spacecraft has massive internal damage due to an oxygen tank exploding. And uh, one of the things that is really neat, I think, about that scene specifically is just kind of how they, Ron Howard does a great job of, of kind of following the, the wires and the, all the different parts to show you the actual damage that, that happens. Yeah, to this day, anytime I ever hear of a problem in my car or, or anywhere, I can, I can picture that scene. So let's go ahead and uh, share a little bit of the audio from that scene. Thank you very much, Houston. Uh, we got a couple of housekeeping procedures for you. We'd like you to roll right to zero, six, zero, and null your rates. Roger that, rolling right, zero, six, zero. And then if you could uh, give your oxygen tanks a stir. Roger that. Hey, we've got a problem here. What did you do? Nothing. I stirred the tanks. Whoa. Hey. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. So probably one of the more famous movie lines ever quoted, Houston, we have a problem, coming from the uh, actual transcript of the Apollo 13 mission. And Paul, you, you had some uh, interesting observations you thought about, you know, what, what happens and what is happening during this film. Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite movies, 1995, so it's, it's pretty old. And Rewatching this and rewatching this scene, I love how it goes from a very routine environment. You can see the operations folks back on planet Earth, tired, yawning, going through the sort of daily routines of obviously an, an amazing event of a spacecraft, you know, in space, but very routine. And then all of a sudden, you have this moment of a, a failure, and it changes everything. And how appropriate is that for? for the manufacturing world, you're, you're, you're running normal, you're running normal and then bam, it crashes. So I mean, I, there's, there's absolute direct correlation, but when you look at it, 
you know, some of the things that come to mind from my experience around uh, manufacturing, maintenance, and CMMS, one of them is the, the concept of having spare parts, critical spare parts. Now, obviously, this is a spaceship, and <laughs> I don't know that they can have every redundancy of every single part, So, but we are not in space in the manufacturing environment, but to, you know, and would that have solved this problem? No, um, they, they, they had the problem, but it just, re just reminds you, if, you, if you're familiar with a the movie, they have to go and build all these things out of spare parts to help remedy the situation. And critical spares, so you can get back up and running quick, I think is a, is a great message for this event here. Another one that <laughs> it's kind of ironic or, or funny, and it isn't really funny, but downtime is a killer. How many times do we use that phrase that downtime is a killer? And we're referring to profits, so we're turning, we're, we're we're, we're referring to the ability to uh, produce or our, our goods and services, and downtime is a killer. In this case, I mean, downtime literally could have been a killer, and in other tragic events around aircraft and space travel, it literally is a killer. But uh, so you, you could extend uh, that concept there. But I think probably the most appropriate part of that scene, which you don't see in the movie, but what would have happened if this was a um, real life on planet Earth manufacturing example of, is how do you solve this problem? The crisis management that goes into this. The movie does a great job. It's, it's absolute fantastic drama. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it strongly. But behind all of that work that goes on in a manufacturing facility, when they are having a major problem with a production asset, all hands on deck, is you've got to have a system to manage, to, to deal with all these moving parts. Literally the parts, the people, the skill set, the contractors, keeping production in the loop through notification. I mean, it really comes back to when you have a problem, you have to have a good system to help manage that problem. And I don't really talk about that in the movie, but you know it has to be there. There's too many people involved. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, just the, you know, the thought of building those spacecraft is, is monumental, but also you know, maintaining and repairing them in real time while they're orbiting the Earth. It has to have something that's going to keep track of, of all the different moving pieces and parts and making sure that the technicians and, and mission control can do what they need to do, especially in a rescue operation, uh, such as the Apollo 13 story. And uh, I also like how you mentioned the, the critical spares versus downtime. You know, it, it reminds me of the old adage of like, you know, you don't want to keep too much inventory on hand because, you know, that's like money sitting on the shelves. But those critical spares that you want versus the cost of what your downtime, uh, you know, how much are you losing in downtime versus how much is that inventory costing you sitting on the shelf? So I think that's a great kind of flip side of uh, the coin for each one of those. Yeah, well said, well said. Are you looking for a way to get inspired about your work as a facility or operations professional? Join us at our annual maintenance and operations conference, Dude University in Raleigh, North Carolina, May 5th through 8th, 2019. You'll be able to attend educational sessions about your day-to-day -day work, meet professionals from across the country that work in your and other industries, and enjoy food, friends, and fun in the dude's hometown. If you register this year, you can take advantage of our all-inclusive dude deal. Learn more and register online at university2019.com. So that brings us to the, our second film that we picked. Uh, and then this one, we went to probably one of the more popular movie series or sagas out there, and it's Star Wars Episode Four: The Empire Strikes Back. 
in my opinion, by far the best Star Wars film. <laughs> Debatable, but I, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it in my top three. In in the uh, and I well I'd have to say that within the original six because the, the other ones are so much different. But anyway, um, no, so, I'm with you on that. Absolutely. But yeah, so so one of the one of the things we picked was the the running storyline that's kind of illustrated within this film of the Millennium Falcon and that's Han Solo's ship. Um, and every time they try to escape, the ship kind of is failing or it's not. Uh, it's not really starting up and going as fast as they need. It takes a while for it to get there. And we thought this was kind of a, a very interesting example of uh, continuous maintenance um, within the central storyline. So uh, I'm going to play the scene where uh, Princess Leia is kind of getting on Han's case that uh, his spacecraft isn't that great. And, you know, maybe it's not the best way for them to escape. Oh yeah? Watch this. Watch what? You think we're in trouble? If I may say so, sir, I noticed earlier the hyperdrive motivator has been damaged. It's impossible to go to light speed. So that's, that's one of the ones. And then the other quote we liked was how Leia says, this bucket of bolts never going to get us past that blockade. And Solo says, you know, uh, she's got a su few surprises left in her. Just wait. I also love how C-3PO is always the bearer of bad news on this. <laughs> how, 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 you're ne how we're never going to get out of this thing alive. I, I think that's a, a fantastic example of a, a culture where failure is absolutely accepted. You, you know, the, the, the listeners of this podcast can't see the video, but I'm sure everybody knows it's an iconic scene, but you can see the look on Leia's face when he's, you know, leading up to the fact that they're going to, he's going to get him out of there. And she has absolute look of doubt on her face. And then a look of, um, okay, I told you so. As soon as you, you hear that hyperdrive, not actually working but yeah there's a lot of environments there's a lot of manufacturing organizations where failures um and downtime and and um lack of a uh, a preventive maintenance proactive environment is an accepted culture when you're living it it's easy to say in our little conversation right now how that doesn't make any sense how can anybody accept an environment like that but when you're living it day to day and you don't have a good system or a good plan to get you out of that, you just kind of accept the fact that things are going to fail and we're going to have to call maintenance. They're going to have to come fix it. And hopefully, you know, we're not going to um, uh, have suffer fatal consequences as a result of that. But it, it's terrible for morale. It's certainly terrible for productivity uh, and in turn profitability. If you have a sort of firefighting, things are going to fail. It's just, it's going to happen mentality. And I, I think this scene does a great job at, at showing that, you know, a couple other things that come to mind for this is stretching the life of your assets. The Millennium Falcon is famous for being a vintage ship that is old looking and dirty and, but it, it, it's supposed to get the job done, but you've got to do good maintenance on your older assets for them to continue to be effective. And, and clearly the Millennium Falcon needed to be effective right there. Um, and it couldn't be. Uh, was it because of lack of preventive maintenance? Who knows? Maybe Chewbacca skipped a couple of PMs from their CMMS system and Han uh, wasn't paying attention to the notifications reminding him to do it. Who knows? But to stretch the life out of your older assets, it's going to require a healthy 
dose of preventive maintenance. And that requires a culture that's going to going to do that work in front of them, in, in front of the problems. And then my final point on this is the same as the previous one. Here we have two spacecraft related scenes and I'm going to come back to my downtime is a killer. Um, your hyperdrive doesn't work and you can't escape uh, Darth Vader and, and the other fighters that are chasing your ship. Well, <laughs> downtime in this case literally can be a killer. So I think there's direct correlation between that and uh, say downtime of your assets, especially if you've got aging assets and you want to um, keep things going. That, that's so important, profitability. You don't want that downtime. I, and I really love your example or, or your kind of takeaway on um, accepting culture of failure because I think it does hurt morale and, and productivity to the point where people even like they kind of go into that mindset of like, you know, I really want to get this done, but I know by, you know, like 11 o'clock this is going to fail or, or this thing that keeps breaking down is going to work or um, we really haven't addressed how to deal with a certain process and, and kind of get the, the failure out of it or try to mitigate it as much as you can. Yeah, you got to change that culture. Uh, software is going to help, but it really comes down to the human aspect of embracing a proactive environment and budgeting the time to get ahead of the firefighting mode, to get into the mindset of your management and your technicians that doesn't have to be that way. It, it might be a little painful to get out of it, but it pays off wonderfully. And then you got a better chance of escaping, you know, these uh, TIE fighters that are shooting at you from behind. I would have loved if Leia pulled up on uh, on a mobile device uh, and showed Solo that, by the way, you've uh, missed out on uh, three of the past five uh, maintenance schedules on this. Uh, and that's why it's not good. That's what today's managers need to do. But that's, that's an excellent example. So again, thanks, Paul. And thanks for listening. We will share out the movie clips in the show notes. And until next time, I'm Brian McDonald at Dude Solutions. Enjoy part one of Maintenance in the Movies? then make sure you stick around and listen to part two, where we'll dive into more films and talk about how maintenance is central in their storyline. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and you can even email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com.